Hello. Hi. Welcome. To the suspended sentence. <laughs> that was bougie. That was good. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I feel like I haven't seen you in like nine years. You know, having like an actual job really blows. It does actually really blow. I'm really not into it. It really like messes with, <laughs> with what we really want to be doing. I know. I just want to like podcast all the time. I know. Me too. So, um, we recorded yesterday with Amanda. Yes, the secret's out. Amanda posted and we, everyone knows now. Yep. From and the one nothing. From one nothing. God, that girl, I love her so She's much. She's so fantastic. It's like, you know when you meet those people, some people, and you have just like an instant connection. Like mm -hmm. as soon as we get on video, we're just like. Like we've known her forever. Forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're like, come out. Come and see we, us. <laughs> yeah, we really mean it. We're like, just get here. We'll take care of everything else. Yeah. She's wonderful. She's so wonderful. And yes. her podcast was so great. Like she did so good. And it was kind of cool just to sit back and be like, yes, girl, tell us. Yeah. I yeah. know. So oh, shoot. I got to add something to it. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, hang on. I was listening to the story. <laughs> yeah. And I was like sitting on the edge of, you know, like my seat the whole time. And uh, she's great. She's, she's so awesome. I know. And that was so fun. It was our first collab. It was so great. I know. Yeah. So that episode comes out on what? July 11th. July 11th. Yeah. So, and that'll be on Amanda's One Nothing. One Nothing. W-O-N. Yes. Nothing. Yep. It's awesome she does a great job and that girl god amanda we love you we love you love you love you literally and we have a couple other things in the works but we'll wait until we we do get them scheduled before we tell you just a little teaser but one more that i want to do the our boys over at beyond the shadow oh, they're fantastic god they're so great I know. we we expanded and we went over to another platform we went over to apple the apple platform and that is 100% because of those boys. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for having our six and for, mm -hmm. for being so supportive and so caring and so loving and so helpful and so I, amazing. I posted yesterday and I said, we've got some collabs going. Who do you think they're with? And we got a response and somebody was like, please tell me it's Amanda. And I was like, got it. Yes. And then somebody else commented and said, I'm hoping either Beyond the Shadows or the Conversation um, Cabin. Right. And then I I posted that response and then they posted it on their page. So maybe, maybe that's a hint. Maybe that's a hint. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just going to blow it. And I'm going to say we have got the funnest <laughs> episode that Ew. we are planning with Beyond the Shadow. And it is going to be fire. Yeah. It's going to be so great. We're and excited to work with them. We're so excited to work with them. And we we just have so much respect for them. And they they kill it. They kill it. They do such a great job. Yeah. So I am so glad that we're, you know, that we just have this little family of podcasters that's like, it's just awesome. And we all just really like support each other and everybody wants to collab. Like we've got quite a few collabs in the works. We've got a lot of collabs in the works. Sharing yeah insights and but it's really cool that we got to do it with amanda and then and then these boys first and second mm -hmm. because because i feel like as podcasters like they're the ones who have been the most there for us yeah that we've bonded the most for and that have been the most helpful and the most accessible and just out there so if you have not checked out those podcasts one nothing w-o-n nothing and beyond the shadows 
check them out. They're good. Please. And and like their stuff, follow them on their platforms, do their, you know, listen to leave it, reviews. leave reviews, do that stuff. That's how we, we support each other and we support podcasters and, and it's pretty cool. It's very cool. So you guys, thank you so much to those two, two podcasts that are my favorite right now. Yeah. And there's a lot of other ones that they're are fantastic. That are fantastic. But as things come out, we'll, we'll tell you a little we'll more about them. We'll keep progressing, but, but Amanda and, and those boys, man, you guys, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. Well, let's do this, girlfriend. I am Tracy. I'm Samantha. This is the suspended sentence. What are you bringing me today? I'm going to play a little clip first. Oh, no. Okay. If I can figure out how to use my Your devices, my devices here. <laughs> Hang on. Love you, the Bible. 1692. A merciless witch hunt. In the new world. She must be under some evil. A community of pious Puritans in New England. Believed the devil was among them. Who does come into my house? That's a ghost. Here, in this house. Order! Why do you hurt these children? Did you bring a black man with you today? I'm an innocent person. The devil has been raised in Salem Village. Anyone and everyone among them might be a witch. Oh, yes, Queen! Hello, yes. you know doing? Yes! I wanted... To go on the witchy side today. I am here all the way for it. Give and not just Salem, though. Oh, not just Salem. We're going to be talking about witch, uh, witch hysteria. Witch hysteria. So, okay. by the time the Salem witch trial started in 1962, Connecticut was the, um, was the only colo colonial American place other than Salem with a significant track record of trials and execution um, that was winding down at the point that Salem started. Did you know that? No, I didn't. <laughs> I love this. So in 1647, five years after Connecticut made witchcraft a crime punishable by death, uh, Hartford, the town of Hartford, saw the first witch-related execution in colonial America with Elise Young when she was sent to the gallows. As um, no records of her trial have survived, details of her case are pretty sketchy, but there is speculation that she was deemed responsible for an epidemic in a nearby community. So they were like, oh, everybody has like, is dying of some illness, but that young girl did it. <laughs> so she was sent to the gallows. She right. was executed. Seriously. And this is how it all the down goes this is awesome I mean it's not awesome but it's I mean <laughs> so life was typically pretty bleak for colonial settlers if we if we remember uh so if there or were if you've ever picked up a history book <laughs> literally uh when they weren't busy fighting natives they were there was hunger cold frequent fatal epidemics yeah and they figured somebody has to be bl to blame for all this not just it's six, the 1600s. 
Well, <laughs> and I'm not trying to get all whatever and political because we've said we do not want to have a political podcast. However, like we all just kind of went through that with the whole COVID bullshit. Like mm-hmm. somebody had to be, had to be to blame, right? Mm-hmm. So who was it? China. No, it was the bat. Oh, well, China no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it was China, right? Like somebody has to be to blame, right? right? Yeah. So it can't just be that an illness happens. That you got a bad case of the flu. I'm just kidding. Whatever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> In the Puritan communities, the presence of Satan. I wasn't supposed to say that. No, was you weren't. I? No, That's not okay. <laughs> Uh, the presence of Satan was a daily reality. Um, he could appear in many ways, and witchcraft um, was among them, right? So mm-hmm. Satan is appearing to the people in physical form through witches. So call, um, those in the colonies described this in a literal reading of Exodus twenty two eighteen, where it says, Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. So it says that. In the Bible. Really? In Exodus 22, 18. Oh, wow. I'm going to fact check that. <laughs> so it says those, and then it says um, that because of this, like, lifestyle, appearance, demeanor could put you at risk of being accused of being a witch. What? What? How did they, like, did they wear hats and dress <laughs> in cloaks? Like, how do you know that well, someone's when, a witch? I'm going to tell you some stories about some people that were executed during witch trials. And I'll tell you what they supposedly did that made them a witch. But Okay. So between 1647 and 1697, there was about three dozen people. The exact number has been widely disputed because it was the 1600s. We don't right. have a lot of court records. This could be widely more than this number. Uh, that were charged with witchcraft in Connecticut alone. Okay. Okay, that's kind of wild. Which back then was a lot of people. Now it's like, oh, that's not a lot of people. Right. But back then, that was a significant number. Yeah. So 11 of these um, people would be executed by hanging. Nine of them of the 11 were women. Uh, the two men that were ex- executed by hanging along were with their wives. So they were guilty by association, oh. more or less. Or were they warlocks? Or they were just like, didn't do something about it, so they got, you don't know. Don't know. I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> of those who weren't executed, many would flee the commu- community and some others were banished. So that was punishment. You're was, banished. That's such you're a You're not allowed word. to come back. Peace out, Girl Scout. So Connecticut's second, um, sec- the second person in Connecticut that was executed was Mary Johnson. She was sent to the gallows in 1648 after having been detained and tortured for years. So according to ConnecticutHistory.org, she was under duress when she admitted to, quote, have familiarity with the devil and, quote, an uncleanness with men and the devil. What does that mean? I don't know. It's old people, like old folk talk, but I feel like uncleanness is not like. Like you have sex with them? Right. So and she had sex with the devil? Yeah, apparently. Really? But this was under duress after being imprisoned for years. She said that. Mm-hmm. Huh. So thereby, this provided the first... I had sex with the devil, too, actually. Oh, my gosh. was my ex-husband, but... <laughs> wow, so you are a witch. So, You're so a witch. Oh, my gosh. Take her to the gallows. You're banished. Burn her at the stake. Um, this was would provide the first <laughs> recorded confession of witchcraft in the American colonies. So, it's kind of interesting. The very first recorded confession of being a witch. Wow. 
But once again, she was probably tortured for a year. Yeah. So how... Yeah. We've had this conversation about, like, in our prison this episode, how real, like, reliable is torture confessions? (laughs) How credible is it? It's not. (laughs) So, when Connecticut's witch purges began, yeah, purges, they decided they were going to just purge all the witch out of their communities. Just a single witness was needed to mount to a trial and a conviction. One person had to say you were a witch. Oh. Dude, I would be dead in this time. Seriously. If if somebody had an enemy or someone who stood to gain financially from someone's downfall, then a witchcraft prosecution could be a result of this. Really? Mm-hmm. It did not take much, um, except just a little bit of imagination. In Elizabeth Reese's book, Damned Women, Sinners and Witches of the Puritan New England, uh, they relate uh, re- relates uh, how one accused Connecticut woman allegedly bewitched her neighbor's oxen and, quote, caused a beer, caused beer to jump out of a barrel. What? Apparently she just, like, bewitched this ox and then water started shooting out of the, or beer started shooting out of the barrels. And so she was like, she's a witch. Get her. Witch. Wow. Um, as ridiculous as this ex- execution, uh, oh my gosh, I can't say words today, accusation sounds, the consequences we're deadly. Deadly. Yeah, absolutely. So, <clears throat> as would later be the case in Salem, women were very much targeted for this um, and could be blamed for a man's misdeeds or recklessness. In one case, after a man accidentally shot and killed another man, Lydia Gilbert of Windsor, Connecticut, was convicted and sentenced to death for causing it, the incident through her witchcraft. So, so her her man shot another man, and they were like, that's Lydia's fault. <laughs> she is a witch that made that guy kill that guy. Well, did she make him go crazy? Did she sleep apparently, with the devil? Apparently. I, <laughs> like, that's... Like, come on, I guys. Know. Like, this is wild. I know. You literally see a man shoot another man, and you're like, oh, Lydia, that's, Lydia, yeah. <laughs> up to her shenanigans again. There's got to be more to these stories, though. No. I know. That's, that's, that's the, the fucked thing. up part. You would think that there would be. <laughs> you would think that there would be, like, some sort of rational... Evidentiary <laughs> something. <laughs> right. No. Connecticut don't care. <clears throat> so, the Connecticut witch hunting reached its peak in 1662 with the Hartford Witch Panic. With this would see three witches executed within several weeks' time... And no witch-related executions would take place after 1662, according to the Connecticut's Office of Legislative Research. Hmm. So they just decided just to stop. Because they killed them all or because... Um, apparently they found all the witches. Nice. So many people were accused after 1662, though, but and were even acquitted of being a witch. Some were even awarded damages for having been slandered. So they decided to start being nice to people, so that's cool. In 1668, Catherine Harrison of Westerfield, Connecticut, was found guilty of, of witchcraft, but the court refused to impose the death sentence despite the, quote, popular clamor for execution. Hmm. Um, so by then, methods of interrogation would also involve using hot irons, boiling water being poured on you, and at this point they were like, okay, we probably shouldn't, like, pour boiling water on humans <laughs> i don't know why it took till 1668 for us to like 
yeah decide that that was a horrible idea and that maybe people will be like i'm a witch so that you'll stop poking me with burning metal right but glad that they decided to do that because she had confessed um under duress under situations like that and then they were like okay maybe she really maybe isn't. she didn't so she was acquitted in 1692, the same year that Salem witch trials would begin, Fairfield, Connecticut saw an outbreak of witchcraft <laughs> accusations, but none resulted in an execution. Through witchcraft would technically remain a capital crime in Connecticut until the 18th century, the courts were growing skeptical and wary of witchcraft trials. Too many of them, it seemed, were as a result of a personal feud. Yeah. They finally picked up on that. It only took us killing... Three dozen people, and it's fine. Hmm. We figured it out. So even an unsolicited confession was no longer sufficient. When a Connecticut man, Hugh Croatia, claimed that he had made a pact with the devil and was practicing black magic against his fellow citizens, the court declared him pretty much crazy and was like, you're good. Have a good day. Set him free. <laughs> So, once upon a time, they used to kill people for somebody else saying they're a witch. And right. now somebody's saying, I'm a witch. And they're like, yeah, no, you're not. You're crazy. Get out of here. Yep. So, his punishment was he just needed to pay his jail, jail expenses. Huh. And he set free. He walked free a year later. So, yeah, yet, even as the Connecticut legal system entered a comparative age of enlightenment, if you want to call it so, Salem was just now starting into their lethal hysteria. Sure. So... Took them 30 years to catch well, up. Well, just, word just spread, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Took 30 years to get that far. During this lethal hy uh, hysteria, 19 witches, quote-unquote, would be executed within a few months. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So the records of Salem witch trials were very well preserved. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the lethal intensity and degree of the witch hunt there was unmatched to anywhere in the New World. Mm-hmm. Which is wild. Yeah. So, That's why it's so in infamous, though. Mm -hmm. Like, it was a big deal. Yeah. It's a huge part of history. I know. I want to go to Salem so bad. I do, too. So bad. Ugh. In January... But you would think that if these people thought that they were really witches, that they wouldn't fuck with them. I know. Because if they were really witches... Literally. I mean, hex, dead, bye. Peace out, Girl Scout. Seriously. You'd think they would have taken a little bit more caution. Seriously. They would have been nice to have made a mayor. Been like, hey, our crops need to grow. Can you, you know, make Help the barrel pour the water over the fields, please? <laughs> Literally. So I will just start before I go into this. Um, I did not pull stuff for every single person that, because we would be here all day long going right. through. Um, so I just picked a few of them. And a lot of them were like family members, like a mother and daughter or husband and wife, you know, situation. Um, so I just kind of picked some that, Kind of stuck out to me to tell their story today here. Um, in January of 1692, the daughter and niece of Reverend Samuel Parrish of Salem Village became very ill. William Griggs, the village doctor, was called in when they failed, when, when they failed to improve. His diagnosis of bewitchment put into motion the forces that would ultimately result in the deaths of 19 men and women. So that's oh. how this started. First person we're going to talk about today is Bridget Bishop. When examined um, due to accuse, being accused of speculation of, quote, sultry acts of witchcraft, 
Bishop um, was accused of bewitching five young women, Abigail Williams, Anne Bertman Jr., Mercy Lewis, Mary Wallach, and um, Elizabeth Hubbard. On the day of her examination by authorities on April 19th of 1992, um, she was found that she needed to go to trial. So Bishop's trial would last eight days. A record was given of her trial by Cotton Mather in, quote, one in his book, Wonders of the Invisible World. Mathers reported that several people testified against Bishop, stating that the shape of Bishop would pinch, choke, and bite them. Okay, let me say that again. The shape of Bishop would pinch, bite, and poke them. What does that mean? Like, just I'm guessing just like a shadowy, like, shape of somebody just like... But it has the same. But people talk. I know her arm. I know her arm. She showed up and she pinched me. Like what? But the way that they spoke in the 1600s, I mean, seriously, was different than the way. Uh So when they say the shape of, does it actually mean physically her, or does it mean like some bee came and stung them, and when they turned around, they were like, "Oh my god, that was her." I don't know. If anybody knows the answer to that, please let us know. Is it literal or is it figurative or is it imaginative? I think it's funnier for it to be imaginative. I think it's funny too, funnier too, but I really want to understand what the hell. (laughs) So the the shape. The shape. Also threatened to drown one victim. If she did not write Verbally? I have questions! (laughs) Apparently if she didn't write her name in a certain book. So, according to Mathers, during the trial, upon time, um, upon one of her accusers, they apparently would be, like, somebody would go up to accuse Bridget, and they would just, like, collapse. And the only way they would be, like, revived is if Bridget walked over and, like, touched them. Oh, dude, she's powerful. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. So, during her sentencing, a jury of women apparently found a third nipple on Bridget. I don't know, like, they is that part of, like, so, like, anyone? part of, like, sentencing? Before we sentence you, can I see your breasts? <laughs> the hell? Oh, my gosh. Before you take this, Dad, instead of raising your hand and swearing on the Bible, please remove all clothing. Literally. So, apparently, having a third nipple is a sure sign of witchcraft. Oh. New to, news to me. And, uh, upon... Did that news come from Connecticut? Probably. They probably sent, like, snail mail and got that over to him. Huh. Just in time for Bridget's trial. So, but when they went for a second examination, the nipple was just not there. Oh, she's magic. Wild. Or she didn't have a nipple. Maybe it was, like, a A piece of a brownie. But we took that different ways. (laughs) We went really (laughs) weird ways with that. (laughs) We went really opposite directions there. (laughs) Woo! Okay, so in the end, <laughs> a chunk of a brownie, a pimple. <laughs> Our apologies. Tracy's not okay. Tracy's not okay. <laughs> so oh in God. the end, Mather states that the greatest thing that was con- um, that condemned Bishop was the gross amount of lying. Apparently, that she said that she did to the court. To perjury. Perjury's what got her, not witchcraft perjury. She lied. She just Did you have a third nipple? (laughs) No. She's like cutting it off in the bathroom. Like, shit. (laughs) It's just a pimple. (laughs) 
She's like squeezing it. She's like shit, like trying to eat the rest of the brownie real fast. <laughs> what the fuck? And then she was like, oh, they were like, was You're there a something liar. there? It was there. I saw it. Yeah. Poor girl. Poor girl. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So according to Mather, quote, there was little occasion to prove um, the witchcraft of being evident and notorious to all bestowers. <laughs> so Bishop was sentenced to death and she was hanged. Um, she was first recorded to be, she was recorded to be the first woman to die in Salem from witchcraft. So. And they were hung like instantly, weren't they? Like back then, like. They were like sentencing you- done. You're like, okay, roll up out. Yeah, everybody moved to the courtyard for your double check. <laughs> Make sure that it's not nipples still not there. Eat your last chunk of brownie. You gotta go, girl. <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> All right, the next person we're gonna talk about is Sarah Good. She was accused of witchcraft on March 6, 1962, when you guessed it. You remember the girls from the first one that she supposedly bewitched, Abigail Williams and Elizabeth Parrish? Yeah. Yep, so they're apparently related to Revelant Samuel Parsh that we talked about earlier. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. They claimed, again, to be bewitched under Sarah Good's hand. What so these just mean? girls are just being like witchcraft all. Apparently, they just, witches love them. Or hate them. Maybe they're uh, little bitches. Maybe they're the town bitches. It kind of sounds like it because all these people die <laughs> because of these little girls' accounts. Huh. Wild. What does bewitching mean? Like, what does that mean? Like hexing or like doing something to. I wonder what they did. Well, the young girls asserted that they had been bitten, pinched, and otherwise abused by surrogate. That's what they said about the other girl. Uh Yeah, they're not very original. Huh. They would also have fits in which their bodies would appear to be involuntarily convulsing, their eyes rolling into the back of their heads and their mouths hanging open. The girls, they were so like, they she's seiz- controlling us. So they had a seizure. Yeah. And she, they were like, no, she's bewitching us. Oh, wow. When the Reverend Samuel Parsh um, asked, quote, who torments you? The girls eventually shouted the names of three towns people, Tatula, Sarah Osborne, and Sarah Good. Hmm. Yeah, because Bridget's already dead. <laughs> Can't blame Bridget anymore. So good was Sarah Good was from the lower economic status in the colony. Um, she <clears throat> was, was the person being accused of being a witch. Oh, okay. So reduced to poverty due to the inheritance customs, which cut out daughters, and mm-hmm. um, so you couldn't inherit things if right. you were a girl. Like you were just out of luck. You didn't even have rights to your own children in America as a woman until the 50s. Yep. No, seriously. Like. And she had, so she couldn't have her own money, right? So that's why you got married. Right. So her first husband, Daniel Pohl, had died, but she couldn't have her own money. Right. But she still had to take care of all of his debt. Right. That seems fair, right? So she was like very, very poor. Very poor lady. Um, that's why you quick had babies and you had a son. Yeah. So that he had to take care of you. So that, so that the money would go to your son. Yeah. So accusers at the trial, especially, um, in the trial of Sarah Good often cited jealousy and envy as an explanation for witches discontent and anger. So her dependency on neighbors and others, people were like, 
all the women were like, she's doing that because she's jealous that they're young and don't have all these financial troubles. And that's why she's like doing these horrible things to her, to them. Hmm. Like maybe she's just like trying to get by. (laughs) She's just looking for ramen noodles for dinner. Like she doesn't care about you. She just wants to eat. Calm it down. (sighs) So another theory, cause she got remarried. She married another man named William Good. This is her like second husband. Another theory behind the accusations was explained by her relationship with her husband and her neighbors. William Good claimed that he feared that his wife was a witch. Thank you, husband. You're such a gem. <laughs> Due to her, quote, her bad carriage of him. What does that mean? She wasn't taking very good care of him. Apparently, she was not a great bad housewife. Bad carriage? Yeah, carriage means, like, taking care of. Holy crap, I need a I need a sixteen hundred dictionary. So he was saying pretty much like she's really crappy at doing the dishes. She's really crap crappy at like keeping house. Being my like little bitch. She's a witch. <laughs> because any woman in the sixteen hundreds has to be like the perfect wife. Huh. And she's not, so she must be a witch. Interesting. Dude, like, I would not make it in sixteen hundred. No, I would be dead. The moment I came, like, the moment I was born, they would have been like, something's wrong with that one. (laughs) (laughs) The first man that told me something to do, they would be like, hanger. Literally. (laughs) So then she was accused by one of her neighbors because apparently she was challenging the Puritan values. So. It's Puritan colonies, like, very religious. And she's like what even is God? And they're like, which? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. What the heck, the Puritans, man? though, like, by design, were really loving, caring, like, pure, pure, pure people. They're the Puritans, right? I don't know. I'll cl- apparently not. If you I don't know. like organized religion. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, although... um. Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne both deny their allegations against them. That tubula lady admitted that she was the devil's servant. She was the devil's servant? Apparently. And she stated that a tall man dressed in all black came to all three of them, demanding that they sign their name in his great book. So although this was initially, like, they were like, that never happened. (laughs) The Sarahs are like, girl, you crazy? That never happened. She was like, nope, 100% this did. And apparently she, like, found this great book, and there were six names written in it, two of which being the Sarahs. Um, she also said that Sarah Good had ordered a cat a cat to attack Elizabeth Hubbard, causing scratches and bite marks across the girl's body. So, like, her buddy's just like, yeah, so I'm the devil's servant, but I'm also going to, like, straight just turn on you guys now. <laughs> Get you guys hung, because peace out. Like, shitty friends. So, when Sarah Good was allowed the chance to defend herself in front of 12 jurors in Salem Village Meeting House, she argued her innocence in proclaiming that Tubla and Sarah Osborne were the real witches. They're all just turning on each other. They're like, I'm not a witch, you're a witch. Oh, my God. (laughs) In the end, however, Sarah... Good was convicted of witchcraft and she was sentenced to death. On July 29th of 1692, Sarah Good was hung along the, 
along with four other women convicted of witchcraft. The judge is like, fuck you all. I can't make sense of your drama and your theatrics. They're all guilty. Hang them all. Yeah, pretty much. So while everybody along her went very quietly, like they didn't really fight back when they were being hanged, she maintained that she was innocent, like with her dying breath. She was like, I am not a witch. Um, Good's family would proclaim her innocence for as long as they could, like forever. So, hmm. take that with you. Next up is Rebecca Nurse. This one's sad. They're all sad, but this one's extra sad. On March 23rd of, ni- of 1692. How a- am I going to make jokes when you have that look on your face? old lady i don't think you want to make she like hunches over like looks me like a puppy she's like this one should this one is sad anyways (laughs) march 23rd 1692 a warrant was issued for rebecca nurse's arrest based on accusations made by edward and john putnam upon hearing the accusations the frail 71 year old woman often um, described as an invalid, said, quote, I am innocent as a child unborn, but surely what sin hath God found on me? He shall lay such an affection on me at my old age. At 71 years old, she was one of the oldest to be accused, and her trial would begin June 30th of 1692 in the ordinance with the um, procedures of the time. Mrs. Nurse like others accused of witchcraft, represented herself since she was not allowed to have a lawyer. Because she's a woman. Let's just say that real quick. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Many members of the community testified on her behalf, including her family members. Often, the, quote, afflicted would break into fits and claim that nurse was tormenting them. Assholes. Literally, okay, I'm just saying, <laughs> if these people really aren't witches, which I don't believe any of them were witches... If you're just, like, watching this trial and you just, like, th- hey, you know, it'd be really funny. I double-dog dare you to, like, convulse right now. <laughs> blame it on the old lady. Like, what the fuck, people? It's fucked. So, in the end, the jury ruled her not guilty. Oh, good. No, so hang why- on. Oh. Please hold. Due to the public's outcry for and the renewed fits throughout the court, the judge um, reviewed her case with the jury, and one particular point was emphasized, and the jury requested a second chance at deliberation, which was legal at the time. So double jeopardy was not a thing yet. So they were like, can we try it one more time? So they go back into court. They asked Rebecca to explain her remark um, that another accused witch, Deverence Hobbs, um, said that she was in her, quote, company, and this was implying that they both had signed a pact with the devil. Fatally, though, Rebecca, who was hard at hearing because she's 71 years old, she probably didn't even know what was happening, (laughs) didn't hear the question. And so she didn't respond. Found guilty. Hmm. Is that not so crazy? So, jury changed their verdict. She was found guilty. She was sentenced to death on July 19th, 1692. Poor girl. She was almost out. She was almost free. Yeah. They were like, wait, Deverence is saying, wait, Deverence is saying that. Okay, let's go ask her real quick. Let's reopen it. Hey, girl, you been hanging out with Deverence? Huh? Guilty! Where's my tea? I don't know. (laughs) Have fun getting hanged. What the fuck? (laughs) 
fuck. I can't. It's not funny, but it's kind of funny. It sounds like make-believe. Doesn't it's it? It's so fucked up. It's so fucked This is our history. This We is, did this, this to people. Is, I know. I know. I know. And it's like ongoing for... I don't know. All right. So but this is like one of the only things in our horrific American history that oh you can God. actually like joke about and laugh about. at. Yeah. We yeah. can't joke and make fun of... Anything else. Anything else. All of the other horrible things so our ancestors no. did. No horrible horrific things but this is the only thing and and it's just because like you guys are so stupid like these people are not doing anything and you're just like right i heard in england there was an outbreak of witches there must be some here seriously oh my gosh i know all right so george martin would die um died in 1686 leaving oh a dude no hang on leaving Susanna as an improv impoverished improv you're struggling today but this is funny her in poverty she was poor a poverty widow she had no money no money to be found but she couldn't have his money anyway so she this would happen by the time of her second accusation of witchcraft in 1692 so she lived to the first one oh now her husband's dead so now they're trying her again so guess how that's gonna go Inhabitants of the nearby Salem village, including Joseph and Jarvis Ring, had named Susanna as a witch and stated that she had attempted to recruit them into witchcraft. She had a very quick trial. Not really anything of note. Susanna Martin was found guilty and hanged on July 19th, uh, 1692 in Salem. Hmm. How long did the Salem witch trials last? Like, a couple months. Oh, that's it? She died the same day that the last girl Rebecca the old lady Ost. died? Yeah. July 19th. Huh. I mean, like, I feel like if you're going on trial in the Salem Witch Trials, you know you're going to be found guilty. Did anybody get found not guilty? Yeah, hang on. I'll get, when I get to the end, you'll figure out why oh. this ended. Do you know why the Salem Witch Trials ended? I don't know. Oh, well. Give me a few minutes and I'll tell you. John Proctor initially um, was initially accusations were aimed at Proctor's third wife. Yeah, his third wife, Elizabeth Bassett. When he began to defend her and vocally express his disbelief. Okay, so he's like at first like accusations are aimed at my wife, but then I got a little too like defendy. So now I must be a warlock. Here's your first man that you wanted. Um... If husbands defended their wives, then they... Okay. I know you're going to know this name. Abigail Williams has to do with this one. That girl's a little shit starter. (laughs) She's pretty much responsible for the, like, witch pandemic. Hmm. Abigail Williams just was like, I think everybody's a witch. So... Apparently, somebody said a woman named Mary Walloff had stated that he... Um, that John had tried to choke her um, when he when she was his form, former servant on April 21st. The Proctors were tried uh, on August 5th, 1692, both found guilty and sentenced to death by hanging. While Proctor and his wife, or while Proctor and his wife were still in jail, the sheriff seized all their household belongings. The cattle were sold cheaply or slaughtered, and were shipped to the West Indies. 
The beer barrels in the tavern were emptied and the children were left with no means of support. Is that fucked? I don't even know what you said. What did he do? He <laughs> choked a servant? That was a long time ago. You were not listening for a hot minute. <laughs> I, I, that's what okay, I got. They both found up. guilty. They're in jail. But while they were still in jail, the sheriff went and took, seized everything. The yeah. cattle, everything, all of their household things, and left the children with nothing. Huh. Um, the children were left with no means of support, and Proctor, John Proctor was hanged on August 19th, 1962. But Elizabeth, who was then pregnant, was given a reprieve until she gave birth, which came at the after at the end of the trials. The only reason she was found guilty, but they were just not going to hang her until after she had her baby. Mm-hmm. You know, the baby that we just left all the other children with nothing. So right. that's nice. But she ended up surviving because it was at the end of the trials. So she barely, <laughs> barely made it out alive. Huh. The community was surprised to see um, Martha Corey accused. She was known for her piety and um, dedicated church attendance. She had never shown support of the witch trials, though, and since she did not believe that witches or warlocks existed. She publicly denounced the witch trials as well as the judges who were involved in the various cases. And she had never shown, like I said, she had never, she was not about it. She was like, I'm a good Christian lady and this shit is not cool. (laughs) More or less. Uh, so she was very, very outspoken about the little girls, those two girls being liars. <laughs> right. She was like, they are just liars. little shit starters. Yeah. Which then promptly it turned them to accuse her of witchcraft. <laughs> Who are these two girls? Like, they must have had, like, some They were the reverend's nephew or nieces. Yeah, they had to be, like, the judges, like, they No, they were the pastors, something. the reverend. That's the leader of the church. Because anything these girls says is like, oh, that's the truth. Yeah. Uh, So she was unaware of the level of the paranoia going on in the village. And when she went to trial, she was simply simply just truthful about her innocence. And she never and never doubted that she was going to be exonerated because she was innocent. As the girls testified against her during examination, Corey asked the judge not to believe the rantings of hysterical children and continued to make similar claims throughout the Salem trials. Um, So this combination made it easy for the afflicted girls to to create a story of just accusing her, right? They Mm -hmm. were like, see, she's like, I don't know. The girls then began mimicking her movements as they were saying that they were being controlled by her. Mercy Lewis called out that there was a man whispering in her ear like in court like once again like they were like oh she's saying that we're hysterical children time to mimic this lady's movements and how old were these kids you don't know young huh still living at home that's crazy so she was found guilty and she was hanged September 22nd 1962 at 72 years old Wow. So the issue, though, is her husband uh, was also also killed because he, again, defended her. And so they were like, you must be. You must be a warlock. But he never got a trial because he just said, yep, I must be. So do you know what his punishment was? Huh. 
because he refused to undergo a trial, um, he was executed by pressing. Oh, God. Which is a slow, crushing yeah. death under a pile of stones. Oh my god. The main reason usually cited for this for his refusal was to be um he would have to say either that like yay or nay, like guilty or not guilty pretty much. Um and the issue with his wife already being found guilty is if he also his children are gonna lose everything. Right. Like we've seen with others. So if he just said he wasn't going to and he just took the punishment, he they got to keep keep the land and everything. Well, and he knew he was going to die anyway, so. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, when the sheriff asked how he pled, he responded only by asking for more weight placed upon him. Nice. He died on September 9th, um, three days before his wife was hanged. Since he had not been convict- technically convicted, his estate passed an ordinance to his last will and testament to his children. So more than 300 years later, the Salem witch trials um, testify to a way of, like, this fear, right? Like, how fear can spread. Um, The reason why this ended, though, is because the judge's wife was accused of witchcraft. Oh, that's hysterical. Of course. And you can't do that, right? Right. Okay, but seriously, like, if, if you were... A girl back then, you know you're going to die. You know that you're not going to... If you get accused of it, you're going to die. Period. End of discussion, right? I would so, right before they kicked the thing out from underneath me, I would be like, I curse you all with a hex of famine or something. (laughs) Just to scare them. I would... Seriously. You know, because you know you're going to die anyway. I would be crazy like that, though. Me too. Yeah, so his... The judge's wife was accused, and he was like... Maybe we're going about this wrong, guys. Yeah. Let's calm it down. Let's calm it down. So, yeah, I mean, then years later, you know, like 100 years, or no, 17, whatever year the Bill of Rights was written. They were like, maybe we shouldn't do things like that. Maybe we shouldn't. Let's move on to something else and do something, something else that will be just as equally fucked up in American history. 1787. Oh, that was almost 100 years later. Um, (laughs) Yeah, interesting. So I don't know. I just ran a whole lot of information at you guys, but I thought it was interesting. It's so bonkers. It is. I'd like to go there. I think it'd be cool to go there. Yeah, and all these, like, I mean, poor, innocent people. Yeah. Groovy. Well, thanks for bringing that one. Of course. It was fun. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, guys. Bye. Stay safe.